0: Alright, so I sat here for a few minutes trying to come up with a very clever way to introduce this podcast. But I guess I guess we're just going to wing it. I want to say welcome everybody to the first episode of the Unreal Podcast Experience. My name is Alex Burek, also known as Unreal and Gaming. And joining me here today is a very, very good friend of mine, also known throughout the interwebs as Emish's Live. Emish, thank you so much for being here. And man, there's so much to talk about. Especially because a lot of people, I mean you have talked about this for so long... I wanted to do a podcast for such a long time. You've been you've been telling me for many years, yo, start a podcast, yo, start a podcast. And I've always kind of been a little lazy trying to do it because I didn't know how I was gonna leeway my way into it. But here we are, 2020, and, and and what a what a what a fantastic year I picked to do this. So, how are you, by the way?
1: Well, I mean, cool intro. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Honored to be here for episode one, hopefully of many um episodes for the podcast that's cool and i'm great um yeah man i've been telling you for a while podcasts are a good thing i mean especially since uh especially when dragon ball was a thing the anime yeah. was a thing and i think a lot of people would have been more inclined to tune in to kind of hear what you had to say about you know things that we couldn't really put on video for example cuz like some of our discussions would be anywhere between 15 minutes and sometimes they'd be like 25 30 30
0: yeah yeah we we and go on yeah there's
1: <laughs> just yeah and there's just always so much that we talk about off camera that either doesn't make it to video mainly because maybe it's the language maybe right, right. it's just because people are more inclined to kind of want to get straight to the point within the first like eight minutes of a video i
0: didn't even um, know how to so. start it i mean because there were there were so many different ways you can start a podcast i guess like you can you, you can do audio you could do a video format i think video works best i remember you told me I'm at KameCon. you told me at yeah. KameCon, i think it was KameCon con one you were like hey let's just Let's shoot some videos like, and at the time we were talking about Dragon Ball. So let's talk about Dragon Ball like in real time or whatever. And I always kind of had like a, kind of a weird way that I was like, well, h- how are we going to structure it? How are we going to do it? But I figured, you know what? Why not, why not start a podcast in 2020 only because I have so much that I want to say. I, I want, I want people to get, you know, to know me a little better, to get to know my guests a little better. And you, me and you go back. I've known you for, I think it's now going on four, five years. I met you during the, I think Goku it was the Black beginning, arc. yeah, the the beginning of the Goku yeah. Black Arc, which for those who don't watch Dragon Ball, you know, Dragon Ball's a thing. So I met Emish through his sister, I think it was back in twenty sixteen of June, and forty years later I didn't yo listen, I didn't think that we were gonna be in the um the situation that we are now. You're no longer in New York, um, unfortunately, because you left, and I no longer have anyone to go to IHOP with or eat some wings with, so I'm going to have to go scour the streets looking uh, for a new true. friend. Um no, so, that's not true. So, your friends. So, no, I'm, well, they, they've moved too. Everyone everyone that I know has moved either to Florida, you moved to Albuquerque, and it's just like, what made you want to move? Was it the circumstance of what was going on this year, or was it just something else?
1: Um, it's been on my mind for a while. i uh, not really going to dive into, like, you know, specifics right. uh, as far as my personal life is concerned. But um, it, it's been on my mind for a while. I, I mean, you know, the older you get, you kind of start like thinking, well, okay, do I really want to stay where I am? Um, and especially if you're going through things, like if, if things are constantly happening
0: yeah,
1: um, to you, whether it's at, you know, whether it's through no fault of your own or whatever the circumstances may be, sometimes people start to think, well, maybe it's the situation that I'm in, maybe it's the people that I'm around, maybe it's my current living situation. And whatever the case is, I just decide like um i had to kind of get out i guess that's probably the best way to put it uh only because I, I just got tired of new york man and it's not people can take it however they want it's that's not what like I, I need to do
0: i need to up and leave this place man <laughs> like yeah did yeah. you did you also leave because of the situation with covid or was it just more or less no. like
1: no but that was pretty bad here did. too yeah a lot of people i know did um so a lot of like clients that i had in my previous work it was like everybody just left like, Really, just strictly yeah, strictly because of covid um there was just no work out there it was just a mess right so again it's another reason to leave um but i for me i think it's more so like i'm getting older you know so i kind of like the quiet i like quiet areas I like being able to kind of you know not have to like well okay if i jump on the train you know, like uh, if you have gotta go go on the end train, right? Or to get to this to go to Queensboro Plaza, and you gotta wait for like two trains. You gotta wait for two seven trains to pass by because it's just loaded. Or you know, it, it, there's a lot of convenience in New York, but um, it, for me, it's just I just got tired of it. Um, living situation, the people. Uh, and again, it's not to say I don't like people in New York. I just flat out don't like people. Period. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a people person. So.
0: See see like when when you left and when my friend Justin left a lot of people left. I think um right around the time where COVID was starting to you know pick up, I had a lot of friends leave. Um wrestling wrestling closed down so I wasn't able to do that. I think the only thing that's keeping me grounded on staying here is probably wrestling. Um I have a wrestling school here. I mean, I have a lot of my peers are here. I really I I really saw what you went through and I saw what you know a couple of my other friends went through and I said to myself, "Man, it would it would be ideal to leave. And I, I think this year with the current situation, right? Like, for example, I, I don't want to get too political. Right. But, you know, given the circumstance of what's been going on with covid um, and in, in specific states, you know, blue states with everything happening with the riots and, you know, just things when it comes down to like looking at like where you would fall in terms of um, tax, because New York has one of the highest Rate, uh rates for people having to be taxed like tremendously through the roof i mean we have i, I I'm pretty sure you've seen it we've seen we have uh millionaires and billionaires leaving the city um even cuomo's begging for them to come back so I really want to i i want to move myself but the thing is I don't know where I would go when it comes down to my wrestling path I, I don't know if I'm gonna move somewhere and if they're gonna have any sort of um you know facility for me to join in terms of A wrestling school and you know just I I guess the the circumstance but you were fortunate because you had met someone out there you're starting like a brand new chapter in your life just like my friend Justin he moved down to Florida uh you know he's going to become a cop down there he met himself a good girl moved in together so you know that that's pretty cool and especially given the year I mean I think um because every single year I tell myself all right well I want to I want to try to see if I can make the best out of the year I want to go out more and I'm always grounded at home and I think Being locked up in the house following COVID and following the riots and everything, it made me want to appreciate the outside world a bit more and i've seen you like you went from making content with me or if not you've been making content on your own for quite some time and now nowadays not so much because you're going out there you're exploring you're kind of living your life and that's that that's absolutely amazing and i think that it's it's vital i think for one's um mental status because when you're always home and when you're always cooped up in the house it can really get to you now i don't know what what you went through when when we had the covid lockdown stuff but being in the house, I think just being in a room or just being confined within, like, four walls, it kind of gets to you, you know, like, you crave human interaction, like, you crave wanting to go out and explore. Like, I'm not going to take the uh, the free world for granted, uh, I think, following this whole mess, because seeing, seeing as to, like, you know, how the year was just taken away, it's already September, and, and I just feel as if five, six months just flew by, you know, within the blink of an eye, and so much has happened within it that really didn't allow you to, like, evolve in life, but, like, you see the things around you start to either get worse or the situation just looks so grim that you would only hope to have a means of escape. So, hopefully enough, I think uh, I, I'm i going to follow your path and Justin's path and hopefully get out of New York. Um, but the thing is, I don't, I don't even know where. Like, you moved to, like, the most remote place. I don't know how, I don't know if, like, you're the type of person that likes you know, being, you know, far away from society, but I don't know. It's just, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like when you, when you moved out there, how was the, uh, the adjustment for you personally? It's
1: pretty simple, actually. Um, I mean, the first step is wanting to, to wanting to move and, and why exactly do you want to move? Um, and I guess to address a couple of things that you mentioned, uh, the way I see it is, you know, if you don't like being home and what I mean, okay. So for me, uh, I, I create like my source of entertainment, my source of being happy, and things like that. It should be at home. You should feel at peace when you're oh, at course. home. Of yeah, course, yeah, I agree. You, know, you should feel happy. You should give your you give yourself things to do while you're at home. And if you're not happy at home, right, then you don't have a life. Period. And it's why, I, in my opinion, I think it's why people, you know, they constantly want to go outside because something about being at home doesn't make them feel happy. And it tends to be more psychological, if anything, because you know people start they can't be by themselves because they are their own worst enemy or their own worst company in the sense where they think very negative about things, right? They look at what's happening outside and they hate it because their life is outside. They don't really have a home or a place that they can call home. And I've been from home to home and I just, frankly, I got tired of it. You know, so it's why I like building my source of entertainment, my source of peace, whatever it is I want. um, I try to bring it home, so that way, I see. It's, you know, it's not for me to like, it's not to suggest that going outside is a bad thing either. Obviously, you know, a little bit of too much of anything is bad, right? But it, I, th- I think people should kind of, you know, if you want to, you're not going to find happiness outside. You know, um, if you're not happy, you, no matter what you do, you're not going to be happy being outside or being inside because it's just the way you are, right? So there's something wrong with you. So again, it just really comes down to, you know, well, do you want to move? And if so, why? Do you want to move? And where, right? And then that's where you have to start kind of like, you know, weighing down your options. Well, what profession are you looking to get into or what profession are you currently into? In your case it would be wrestling. So yeah, you would have to consider places that are kind of friendly towards that. Um yep, you also yep. have a YouTube career, right? Yep. You do YouTube on the side as well. Yep. And and that's primarily the thing that you do right now, right? Yep. For people who know you on YouTube, that's what they know you for. Yep. So if and in your case, this is where being home would be a blessing for you, right? Because you get to work on content, you, you get you get to do things and explore things in the realm of YouTube or the realm of content creation. This podcast is a good example of that, right? So, um, you know, it, it's, it really comes down to you and what your family situation is, right? Like, you know, you have to, you know obviously you know you help your mom out at home too you know and that's something that's important to you so you'd want to consider something like that uh would she be able to go with you and obviously you know your mom took care of you so now you want to take care of her and right. that's natural right that's a good thing so you'd want to bring her with you naturally right so that way you can take care of the bills you can take care of all this other stuff so yeah again it just really depends on everyone's situation
0: i i think um, i but, think for me um What I'm trying to, I guess, strive for is, um, a lot of the earnings that I get from YouTube, a lot of the earnings that I get, I, working in a bank kind of helped me out a lot because I used to work with a lot of Jewish people and Jewish people for what they're worth. I mean, they have tremendous knowledge when it comes down to, you know, their culture and what they're about, but they're also very good with money. And I remember when I used to work, uh, in a small bank, uh, alongside a few of my friends, I used to work with a lot of them. They used to come in with uh, lots of money, lots and lots of money, because some of them would own gas stations and some of them would own hotels. And I mean, I've never seen that kind of money in my life until I had one guy come in. I think it was around the time of July 2014. And this guy, Tommy, comes in. And he was he was a real piece of work, but with me, I was the only male in the branch. Uh, there were a lot other females there that you know, I, and I guess within that culture they don't really respect uh, women as much. So with me, I had the uh, I, I guess you could say the unfortunate circumstance of dealing with a lot of the men myself, but I remember he gave me a huge bag and when I opened up this bag and it's always mixed it's singles, it's fives, tens, hundreds. I remember me and one of my co-workers at the time, we spent, I would say, almost an hour and a half counting all this money, and I've never seen, you know, a million dollars in my life, or at least a close to, I think it was eight hundred, nine hundred thousand that we had to put into one of his business accounts. And I remember I opened up one of my uh checking accounts and I had like thirty-eight dollars in my account. And I was like, dude, like, you know, like where am I gonna be? Like in the future. I don't wanna have or live paycheck to paycheck or whatever. So what it is that I'm doing now is I I I, I split my earnings and I take care of bills and food and just the essential stuff and the rest I put away, but I, I don't put away from me. I put away because one of my goals on moving is to, I want to get my own house. I think a lot of us, and I remember me and you spoke, uh, two years ago or two and a half years ago where you originally wanted to move to Tom, uh, Tom's river, New Jersey and you wanted to get like this big house. And I remember some of the houses you were showing me, you could actually build a house, like another house in your backyard. That's how much land you had. So it was crazy. So I, I, I want something similar, but at the same time, I'm kind of missing the, the factor of being with someone only because I'm too prioritized with being home and focusing on content. And one of the pros and cons about what happened this year was I said to myself, all right, well, I want to be able to go out more. I want to be able to go to more conventions because I had a great time with you at Khan. I had a great time, you know, coming here to the, uh, New York Comic Con when they would have it in October. I would have a good time just going out and just exploring, meeting people, whatever, until, you know, the the pandemic hit. So that in and it of itself made me want to sit home and I, I've, I did a lot of content and it's crazy how much like you don't really understand at first how much your content can affect someone but I did do a lot of good by other people by giving them either entertainment or giving them you know my thoughts on what I thought about certain things and as great as that is for someone else it took a huge toll out of me because I started to low-key kind of dislike you know what, I'm doing because not for nothing, I love the platform and I love what the platform can do. But being under quarantine, being under lockdown when we had the curfew, it made me realize too, I needed to kind of like separate myself from always doing this because it was bad enough that I was always, you know, cooped up in the house and the only escape I had was the gym. But being the fact that I was always home doing content, doing content, and now there's this pandemic, and I'm not really too worried about myself, I'm a young guy. I'm worried about my mom because if I were to get it, I think I'll, I'll be all right. But I think if she were to get it, she'd die, right? So I don't want that. She's the only person I have. Um And just being grounded in the house, it made me kind of realize like, damn... I'm not enjoying what I'm doing that much anymore because now it feels forced. It feels like a job. Um, especially with YouTube's horrible algorithms, sometimes like they kind of pigeonhole you into doing certain things. Um, whereas my channel, way, way back in the day was known for other things outside of Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball and I love it for what it is, right? But it's not the only hobby or the only passion I have. Like for you, for example, like you you're a fan of Dragon Ball as well, but you also have Huge interests and huge passions for other things, and you know, you you tend to like different franchises and and different things, and that's okay. But what sucks is when you're kind of restricted from covering that because the algorithm is going to determine otherwise, kind of demotivates you. So there there were certain there were certain points among between March and June where I was in a slump. I was like, dude, like. I I'm staring at these walls all the time. I can't go outside. The only time, because I completely forgot when we had the uh, the curfew, I went outside and I went outside around ten thirty, completely forgetting that we had a curfew at eight o'clock. And I had these cops stop me because I, I was trying to go to Rite Aid to get I think it was <laughs> a monster, uh, some chocolate, some junk food, whatever. I mean, gyms are closed, why not? Right? So yeah. and I remember th- this this because um, you know how New York police are. They stopped me. And one of the, one of the, the, the officers had his hand near his holster. And I'm thinking to myself, you're going to possibly, you're going to possibly draw your gun at me for wanting to go to write it. I compl- I was, it was stupid of me and irresponsible to go outside thinking that, oh, the curfew's only going to be about a few days. And I, I went not knowing that it was going to last a whole week or two and kind of got myself in trouble with that. So this year has kind of opened up my eyes to a lot of things in a sense to where, for me, it's like all right, do your content, do whatever it is you have to do, try to enjoy yourself or at least you know branch out into different projects and and different avenues, but also don't forget to live your life and um uh, we we talked about this before, I remember we were talking about your basketball days, your bodybuilding days, how you were an absolute monster and probably still are if you were to go back into that kind of a zone me same thing a few years ago, I was an absolute beast when it came down to wrestling and 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 just greco-roman wrestling and just being an athlete and now things are a little different so with this year though what would you say or if you had to take at least three things that you personally learned uh about yourself or maybe some things that you took into consideration that you would value a lot more what would those three things be because i think for me would be time because i i've learned to appreciate time a lot more than just sitting home and not doing anything or just doing content all the time and just forgetting about the free world um communication with friends because with all of the the passings that have happened in the world like with people dying and um my friend justin's mom died of covid you have celebrities pass you just never know when you're talking to someone one day and then the next they're not here anymore so i learned to kind of appreciate that and i think the third aspect is i think inner happiness um just being cooped up in the house and just taking a step back from all of this, I gained a lot of weight because I can't work out. I I I learned a lot in um trying to create building blocks into finding inner happiness. So like, what would be the three things that you would say you found or discovered that you really really value the most? I think coming out of or going into twenty twenty.
1: That is a tough question. Um damn that's pretty i don't know i i can't i think i, I mean
0: for me it's def- the first one's definitely time man because you look at how fast yeah you know, time goes and you, did you yeah. waste your time or did you do something with your time you know
1: i don't know I, I, for me it's subjective right like so from the outside looking in people some people would say oh you wasted a lot of time you did nothing you know and to me it's more like well well no i need this i need to waste time i need i need that right? So yeah. I think it's, I think some people do need that. Um, sometimes doing nothing is good. You know, some people just need to get away from certain things or I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of variables that come into play there. Um, but I, I think time is something that people just globally or universally disagree with. You know, they just all agree like, yeah, I wasted time doing this. I wasted time during these years. I could have done this. I could have done that. Um, but I, I, I don't regret it though. Right. Um, cause there's no point in regretting it, you know? So part of, part of, uh, part of learning from that is just accepting that you waste the time and okay, well, how can we, how can we just manage our time better in the future? Right. Um, and it just really depends on what you have to do. So I, again, I like to be home. Um, I don't really have the trouble of, damn, I wish I can go outside and do this. I mean, I can care less. Um, so that's just me. I'm a homebody, right? I prefer to be home um and again that's just mainly because again i'm not a people person either so again there's there are some benefits there um but i, I you know like the move itself has taken its toll in a sense because obviously you know my whole, all my family's back home in new york you know so that's pretty rough right like, you know so you know my mom or my dad yeah, my yeah. sister you know my son my son and then my dog on top of that like i yeah, miss my dog crazy, yeah. you know so and obviously obviously i miss my kid too you know that's 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 unconditional um but i think uh You know, there was, I think, um, because before I came here, I was working in a dog store, right? It's more like a dog daycare. And, uh, I learned for me, I would probably say I learned a lot this year, um, animals in a sense, have kind of impacted my overall outlook on a lot of things, especially life too.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it could be cats, it could be dogs, it could be, it could be a fucking bird dude, it could be like a fish (laughs) or it could be anything, you know, and it's mainly because, um, People kind of bring something that they care about, right? Uh, and they trust you to take care of it a certain way, right? And you know, the beautiful thing about animals, especially dogs, too, that I've learned, um, you would never know loyalty or friendship or or whatever it is you want to define it as, right? Or even love, right? Until you own a dog, right? And you're a dog owner, yeah, right? Yeah. So. Um, but it's like, sometimes a certain breeze have a, have a bigger impact on you than others. And it's just, there's there's a lot of variables there too. Uh, but what I have learned is that like, they would tell you straight up if something's wrong, if they're scared, they show it. If they're angry, they show it. If they don't like something, they tell you they're always honest.
0: The energy is pure, right? Wouldn't you say like the love is unconditional?
1: Yeah. There's no bias. Yeah. You know? um, they're, they're forgiving, especially if you're the owner, if if you've done something bad to them and they just love you no matter what, they care about you unconditionally, they would die for you. They would, you know, and, and that's, that teaches you a lot about them. And it also teaches you, I think a lot about people as well. And it makes you want to kind of have those kinds of relationship with people, right? But you can't only because people are change every day, you know? So that's just something that I've learned you know, um, and it's not to suggest that I'd rather be around dogs all day than people. Course, either. Obviously course. there is a moderation in between, you know, um, but again, it, it has taught me to kind of um, be okay with not being around with people either. So uh, that's probably like the biggest thing I've learned. I would say is it's a kind of, and I, I have developed a lot of relationships with people through them. Right. Yeah, a, a lot yeah. of relationships, a lot of relationships, like friendships and hookups and connections. And yeah, I course. learned a lot about people and, Me not being a people person, I've actually learned to be a little more or a lot more social with people because they've entrusted me with their animal or with their pet or whatever. So from walking dogs to grooming dogs. So you learned
0: something from that, right?
1: Yeah, I learned a lot. So I've made a lot of friends doing it. Um, To this day, I still have people texting me. Hey, uh, I just the other day, there was this um, Labrador retriever named Chase. Okay. And um, the the previous store that I worked for – and the doggy daycare, I handled all, a good majority of the consultations mainly because I was, even though I'm not a people person, mm-hmm. I'm generally pretty good at speaking with people, right? right. Um, and, and I had a good relationship out of the gate. I was always presentable and just people like talking to me, right? Um, so the, uh, she texted me, Hey, Amish, how, how's everything? I was hoping I could bring Chase by to board for four nights. And Chase, you know, uh, his parents have always been kind of concerned because Labrador's. Um, especially this one specifically, he had, a, he had, a, he had an issue with another dog when they were out in the dog walk. Not oh, with me, just beef? With Yeah. And, um, they, they let Chase say hi to another random dog. I don't know what breed it was, but it was obviously a bigger dog than him.
0: Oh. And,
1: uh, and that dog grabbed Chase by the neck and ripped his neck open. What? And they had, yeah, like clean. And they had to rush Wait, to the Wait, were, were
0: you day. there or
1: it was just their no, story? No, it, it was just their story. Oh, that's, told me that's it. nuts, bro. And that's he had sad. stitches. And I've known Chase since he was a puppy. Oh no! And he had stitches and everything. So ever since then, Chase hasn't been the same dog. He's a little more hesitant with other dogs. Yeah, he's he, scared, and, of course. And they're scared. And the first thing they do is, Amish, I need to know if you're going to be here these days because I want you to watch Chase. I can't. Uh, you've known Chase since he was a puppy. Yep, he yep. loves you. Blah, blah blah blah. So you know things like that. There, there. Suddenly, people kind of depend on you, and you barely know them, but because you know their dog, it's like you're. It, it's like you've known them since. You know, since we were kids, yeah, yeah, they, you know? they've and,
0: developed that trust in you because they, yeah, they see and, how you are with the the animal yeah. they love the most, you know, yeah,
1: exactly. And through that, you know, through that, a bridge is built. And just by simply having some kind of relationship with the dog, you have now kind of really built a very, very, very solid relationship with someone who is not a dog, you know, the of the course, owner, of course, yeah, person, you know, things like that. Um, you, you I think it has an impact on you, as a, as a, especially if you care about your job or, you know, so th- again, that's one of the many variables. You have to give a shit. If you don't give a shit, then obviously people can tell and people can Yeah, they
0: can kind of see that you're a little yeah. smug about it. I, I remember you uh, you told me that you met a lawyer one time and I think uh, he was a really dope lawyer. You've met all kinds of characters and I was like, yeah. Yeah. and damn, like, and one of the most concerning things I think this year from me was when you told me that you weren't feeling too good. I think it was right around you got really sick. I don't remember when. March. I think, I think Might it was in March. March. Holy yeah. God, was I concerned because I know that you were feeling really, I remember every time I would talk to you, you would, you would cough and you would, you were in such a, I honestly, I'd be a liar if I, if I, if I didn't say that. I really honestly thought that because these were the early times of like this outbreak. So I didn't know much of what COVID can or can't do to the body. But I knew that if you had any sort of underlining condition, whether that be asthma or whatever the case may be, I thought the worst, you know, from you because I, I assumed, Oh crap. If this, if this guy doesn't go to the hospital, I might be in a situation to where I'm going to, I'm going to lose a friend. And I, I, that's why I was always checking up on you because I, I knew I was home, but you were out and about, you were working and you were exposed to like people and that kind of an environment. So I remember when you got sick, I was like, dude, I, I think, I think you went to the hospital. I, I could be wrong. I think you yeah, did. So,
1: yeah, so I, I, it got worse basically. Um, and, uh, there was one morning where, uh, because I'm as medic, right? So yeah, certain yeah. things would trigger it. So, but at the same time I was trying to work as well. Because I was also in the process, I was trying to move around that time, actually, right? But yeah, I actually, like yeah, that. yeah, I remember because they had put they had put a lot of restrictions as far as like when you can leave New York. You know, the fourteen day quarantine yeah, there was a lot of flights and happens. everything. Yep, that was when sh- that was when shit was like hot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so and everybody was just getting bad, and, and that was when was you got sick.
0: Down.
1: Yeah, and I got sick, and then uh, one morning I woke up, couldn't breathe, couldn't do anything, and um. I couldn't even like speak, dude. So that was like, and it's, I haven't had that since I was like a kid. Oh
0: my God. And uh, Did did you think you had
1: it? I did. You know, I I did only because of that, Uh, because I, because, okay. So months prior to that, around December, I had pneumonia, right. And I just fought through that. Basically, i never really went to the doctor the first time. The second time I got pneumonia again, shortly after that. And I went to the doctor, and I knew just based off of my experience with having pneumonia the first time that, okay, something was wrong. So I went again, and they confirmed I had it. So um, they gave me some antibiotics. I never really took it. I just took my own shit. Um, I'm, I don't like to do medications too much. Um, so I just took my own things that would like that are basically like herbs and stuff like that, high high amounts, high concentration of them, because they're known for being anti-inflammatories, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Right, and that's right. essentially what antibiotics are. Um, so I thought I had the same thing again and then after I got cleared of that I started getting worse as far as like breathing and coughing and stuff like that so obviously the nebulizer didn't work you know uh, the asthma pumps and stuff like that didn't work the steroid, I had steroids for my chest that I would take for breathing so it not working so you know over time like you start to think the worst, right? And that's mainly because around that time I was still working, and obviously I was yeah. You were grinding.
0: That. You were grinding. I yeah.
1: know that. So I was still doing dog walks. I was still watching dogs and all sorts of things. And obviously, you know, people hand over their leash to you, and you touch the leash. Yeah, and you do this, yeah. and that. or you don't know if they, you know, maybe they have kids or something like that, and the kids just kiss the dog on the nose, and then that dog and that dog with its wet nose touches yep, your yep. hand. It transfers. You know, this, yeah, and you don't know. And around that time, people were concerned, like, "Well, could the could our pets get it, and could our pets not get it?" It was just a mess. So, long story short, yeah, uh, one day I just couldn't breathe. Whatever. Um, so I get uh, we call the ambulance. Ambulance comes to the house. You know, uh, I meet them downstairs because I went downstairs thinking, okay, I can't breathe in the house. Maybe it's because of the cats or whatever. So maybe that's triggering my asthma or something like that. And then I go outside to get some fresh air can't breathe I'm dying you know uh, call my sister she comes back from work uh calls the ambulance for me I let I think I texted you I don't remember who I texted
0: yeah you told me I remember when you told me that I was like at first I was like good but i I thought about the worst and the the thing was also you you were doing content with me and you would you would power through And the minute we would hit stop. You would cough yeah. and you, it was like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. See, you, you don't know about this part. You, like I didn't tell you this part for the longest, but I, I was talking to your sister for a little bit about asking more about you and whatever. And she, she was in and out, you know, saying that, you know, you were sick or whatever, but I was talking to your girlfriend a lot about you and, and about the move and she she told me a few times don't tell Emish but I want to get him out here and I was like cool I'll pay for his flight you know like whatever the case may be but at the same time you were you were in such a it, it was it was in such a way to where I I was I kept asking her like is he okay you talk to him more than I do at this point cuz you guys were like watching Netflix and watching you have like 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 little movie nights but I would always check in and be like yo is he good because he's telling me one thing, but I really want to make sure, like, my friend is good. I, I I don't want him to tell me to my face, yeah, I'm okay, but then he's, he's like, dying. You know, like, that was something that... And I understand you don't want to make anyone worry, but I had to always check with her and be like, yo, can you ask him how he's doing? Can you, like, tell me, like let me know? Because I know you guys always had, like, a, a movie night on, on, on Netflix or, or whatever it was you guys were doing. You were watching TV shows or whatever, so I, w- I would always ask her, like, yo, just please... And I was out, you can even ask her, there were times where I was like, yo, try to get him to go to the hospital, because, but there were times where I think we were going to do um, a few Dragon Ball Super discussions, and the minute you would answer, you were, I. you couldn't even speak properly, it was just coughing, 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 like, wheezing, and I was like, dude, like, this is not good, so... You know, I'm very glad that you were able to get through with that because you are also in in a in a situation living wise where it was also very toxic. So you actually did a complete 180. You recovered. You moved away. Granted, you left a lot behind in a sense where it's like memories, people, but you you started a brand new chapter. And I think that this this chapter of your life had worked out relatively well compared to I think what it would be like if you'd still be here. Because maybe if yeah. you would still be here, things would be not as good per se like kind of still bumping and grinding and possibly even getting sick because you know how new york is i mean it's it's a shithole i love this place to death <laughs> but it's a complete shithole dude so um yeah, that's a mess. I, I i was always you know talking to her and asking her as a matter of fact that was also during the time where we were gonna get your uh your stats up for your channel so i would always tell her to tell you you know to to come on and record and do things i was like yo we gotta get this man's channel up. We have to, you know, bump and grind and, you know, so he can start going back to what you were, you know, for your original channel and making some money because who doesn't wanna profit in talking about what they love or doing what they enjoy? And I think that everyone deserves that kind of a chance. And more than anybody, I love you to death as a friend. So I wanted to get that up for you. So, you know, seeing you leave and, and have a better experience down there, I would always ask you, like, yo, how much can you get in terms of value for groceries or a house? And you would tell me, like, dude, I stepped foot you know in this new state and you can just the the smell is different the air is like clean and i think for a hundred dollars of groceries you got like an entire like it was crazy but
1: yeah yeah like i mean i'll tell you right now flat out like um so i never had covid right so because i I got tested okay good uh, and so what what? was it was
0: it ammonia like what was it
1: no 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 it was um uh something triggered my asthma and my asthma had gotten so bad that it was hard for me to uh, recover on my own, so I needed assistance. Essentially, um, and the reason I didn't—I never went to the hospital prior to that—is because I'm um, I, I, again I'm from a story in New York. They the were killing people, bro. To me, the closest hospital to to me was Mount Sinai, which was packed. Yeah. the, all air. the oh, time. No, and unless you were like an emergency case, and yep. unless you were an emergency case, they weren't. You know, they're gonna make you wait. And I didn't want to put myself in a position to where I was around more sick people when I'm already asthmatic. Yeah. And it was just an—it's it, just a. a, a Decision I had to make, and once I couldn't breathe, I um I could not breathe at all. Couldn't even speak, and um and that's bad for me because I usually you know I recover, but I I couldn't that time, and uh, I almost blacked out and shit. Like it was bad, and then I get to the hospital. They treat me. I'm good. They give me you know like a lot of steroids and things like that to get my breathing under control. Uh, albuterol, you know, all sorts of things. So I start thinking there's another one called uh, I forgot the name of it. I, I don't remember anymore. Um, but once i got that under control after that i was good and then i just stayed home um i recovered i went back to work sparingly just to make some extra cash because obviously you know it is, in new york you need the money and uh, i was also saving up to move as well and then uh once i got down here um immediately uh immediately immediately The smell was different. The the elevation is obviously different. The humidity, it's a lot lower than New York. Like we get like, the most humidity I get in a day is 30% and that's rare. And that's only if it rains. Outside of that, it's anywhere between 10 to 23% every single day. Um, And I have yet, I've been here since April 27th, April 28th, April 28th. And uh, I have yet to experience a single issue breathing yet at all that's great and <laughs> that's so great. for my health so for my health it's been a huge plus for me um i can go and I, I dude i go to parks like we'll go to parks sometimes and with trees and all sorts of flowers and all sorts of shit that normally back home i would have be like <laughs> yeah yeah, you would
0: be dying yeah <laughs>
1: and i have no issues here i could sit in the grass i could lay in the i could do whatever and i have yet to have an issue uh you know a respiratory issue and that's that alone is a major change. I wish it wouldn't, you know, I wish it didn't have to be that way. Right. I I, I wish, you know, that, that the the things that had happened over the course of the past few years didn't have to happen the way they did, you know, and, but it it got to a point where I realized I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here, you know, but, uh, but there was a lot of reasons that I, you know, that I came down here and I don't regret them at all. You know, it's been a major plus for me. It's been better for me. Of course.
0: Um, Uh, Would you say, would you say that uh, 2020 brought the worst out of people? um in a sense to where you weren't experiencing it as much but as soon as june rolled around following yeah. uh George Floyd's death things got crazy every uh, here was one of like the prime places obviously Minneapolis yeah. shout out to semi um just madness and i really didn't think much of it until i decided to take a little stroll took the train i went i didn't go to but i went near the Barclays center and man do you think that it was because of everyone having to be home, the quarantine, the lockdown, the COVID, the, the 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 scares, the amount of pressure that's being put into people not being able to, you know, make ends meet, the job losses? Do you think that 2020 kind of brought the worst out of people? Because it's interesting, I've seen several podcast discussions. I, I I've actually seen. Uh, one discussion with Ben Shapiro, ironically enough, because you always get you always get compared to Ben Shapiro when we do Dragon Ball videos where Ben kind of he kind of alluded to the idea when 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 someone is placed in a closet, for example, and you're forced to live in that closet or exist in that closet for X amount of time and you're given one hour to exit that closet and just live your life before getting put back in it. That's what happened with 2020. It's like you cook everybody up in the house. The, the slightest thing may happen or there, there was a trigger point for someone that caused them to go crazy. Do you think that 2012, uh, 2020 brought the worst out of people in a way? Because when you look at society now, bro, everything is political. There, there are riots and destruction, anarchy everywhere. Do you think that we're living in one of the most fucked years or is it just a matter of coincidence because it's a simple pandemic that's going around and plus the election is is right around the corner or do you think that genuinely 2020 had such such an impact that it just caused people to be like this the minute they step out
1: yeah it's tricky again it's a lot of variables there i I imagine for some people it's totally the case um but i don't know man I, i i think it's a lot of it is politics A lot of it is largely politics. Um, Because prior to us even shutting down, you had the impeachment kind of thing going on. Remember that? Oh, yeah. January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into January, it was all about impeach Trump, impeach Trump, impeach Trump. And nobody was talking about COVID. And when I mean by nobody, I mean like, you know, the people who matter, right? And that's also subjective. Good point. But to the people who matter, whether it's from a political standpoint, whether you have a high place in, in, you know, in your country, in your state, whatever it is, or if you're another content creator, you go to Twitter, impeach Trump, yeah, blah, 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 blah. He's a bigot. He's a racist. All the time. That's all they cared about. And nobody was really talking about COVID. And every time COVID was brought up, oh, don't worry about it. It's, you know, uh, just go out and celebrate. Yeah, no, see, that I remember. That I remember.
0: Nobody took it as a real threat yet.
1: And while, you know, while he was trying to kind of like, limit traveling and things like that, you had a lot of people who were talking about well true well, Trump has been impeached. You know? And then literally a month later, the whole fucking year, the whole world is burning. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then yeah, like literally a month later, you go to February and March and Well uh, even prior
0: to that, I think it was January first, yeah. we had World War Three trending and we had Australia on fire. Yeah,
1: yeah you had we, uh, you
0: know, we literally yeah. kicked off the year with yeah. an entire country on fire and World War Three was about to happen.
1: Yeah. Trump was uh flexing on other like countries i think was it was it iran or something like that i think yeah yeah, because i think
0: soleimani got popped so there was like a whole tension yeah
1: and it was a lot of stuff going on man and um in the midst of that you had the pandemics around the corner (laughs) i think that one just
0: came out of the blue because there were rumblings of like this mysterious virus like in china and and you know the uh The Asian parts of the world, but everyone around Europe and America were like, nah, it's, you know, it's just, it's whatever, you know, just go outside and do what you got to do. And then literally February crept up and that was it.
1: And they were belittling it and just, you know, taking it for granted up until it came and it fucked their lives up. It fucked up their lives. So it's a combination of a lot. This year has definitely been the worst year that I could remember. Because it's a, it's a, cumul, it's a culmination of a lot of things, problems and yeah, a lot of yeah. bad things. too. A lot yeah. Yeah. Things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's left and like, right. It's, it's
1: not like, it's not like one little thing, you know, it's, or, or just one big thing at all. It was a, it was a big accumulation of a lot of bad things, a lot of very big and bad things happening. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just fucked like everything up. The world is on fire. And, uh, I guess another good reason to be home and, and why people, it's, it alludes to the point that I mentioned earlier, Why, you know, you should build your home the way you want, the way you would want to experience things outside, you know, the way if you want to go outside and experience some form of pleasure or an enjoyment for something, try to bring that home, you know. Um, What about
0: people to people interaction? Like, let's say, for example, you build.
1: That's definitely, yeah. You know, like you
0: build your ideal place at home. But what about you know, seeking human interaction, like what, what, what do you do with that in a sense? Because like we all crave human interaction, friends, family, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends. Um, do you think that is also something that impacted people a lot? And the fact that like, for example, you were talking to your current girlfriend for a long time, but you weren't able to see her until you moved. Uh, friends involved as well, like you weren't able to see friends and do whatever. So do you think a large part of what happened this year is based on the lack of human interaction. People just reaching out and trying to be a little bit more positive versus just imploding. Because I think if anything, this year had divided families with 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 politics. I mean, you've seen it once. Once the whole you know protests and riots happen, families turn against each other because you either stand with this group or you go against it. So yeah. that divides family friendship yeah. as well. You've seen it on Twitter where people are like, "I stand with this" or "I stand with that," and it just divides. So do you think that yeah. that kind of a human interaction had created such a, a stigma to where people have become more hostile? Or do you think that more or less more human interaction is needed during times like this just to re someone and just kind of give them like a, a calm peace of mind to know that, hey, I'm here to talk to you. We don't have to always bicker or debate on, about certain things, but, you know, I'm still here if you, if you want to alleviate yourself or get your mind off things.
1: Yeah, again, so many variables there right uh for some people you know the best solution to that is just surround yourself with good people but you know who you deem to be good people are subjective yeah it's it it, it it also depends on your mindset if you're like a bee you know like what we call the hive if you have this hive mentality then all you're going to do is follow the people that you think you should be following um and you have no sense of individualism you know if that's the case then yeah of course you're going to deem x person to be good or x group of people to be good and uh, everybody on the outside who doesn't deem you to be good because of association, yeah, they're an enemy, you know. And and it's just, I think it's it's this year has brought out a lot of, for me, what you might what you might deem to be the worst of people, I might deem as good for me personally because now I know what kind of people I'm dealing with. So right? you stay so, away, yeah. Yeah, now I say, okay, I know this fucker is like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he knows nothing about anything. He knows nothing about life. Nothing. And he's on Twitter talking about like, yeah, like, you know, fight for this. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. You're Right, right, right.
0: right, yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> and it's like, you get mad if you lose a game of fucking fighters. Like, don't, you know, like, it, 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 it's the simplest shit. Um, and it's the people who lack the backbone that are always telling other people what to do. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. We've talked about this.
1: And those people with backbone are often, you know, uh, spited on and just looked at poorly only because they have a backbone. Um, So it's, I don't know, it's, this has brought out a lot of bad of people, I think. And, you know, the bad is always publicized a lot more and a lot faster and a lot easier because people are constantly looking for ways to make themselves look good. And, you know, because of that, You know, we see a lot more bad than good, but I do believe that it has brought out a lot of good in people as well. Um, You know, I'd imagine that to be the case because I have to imagine that to be the case, and and I'm not—I don't say it in the sense where it's my imagination that that is the case, right? I don't just simply believe it and that it's factually not true. I'm certain that that this year has brought out a lot of good in people because you know that's what you have to do to survive. So you know, I'd imagine again, you know, this year is fucked.
0: And let me um, let me ask you, so why do you think yeah. why do you think, or at least speaking on this year's behalf, why do you think a lot of the bad stuff have been glorified, for example, um having to create division, having to expose congressmen or fellow individual creators or just bad stigma as a whole? like why do you think that's more or less glorified than positivity being put out there do you think it's because it's a little redundant for someone to always say well you 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 can't always be positive because absolute positivity doesn't exist like why do you think there's been more of the aggressive side being you know publicized more than anything that has to do with something being good
1: i mean you know the saying misery loves company Fair enough. so right and again that's not always the case but i'll give you an example okay um Let's say you run into someone you haven't seen in a while. You consider him a casual friend, an associate, whatever, right? Um, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm miserable. Oh, yeah, why? What happened? You're more inclined to kind of be interested why the other person is, is miserable or right, right, why right, the right. other person is right. going through a difficulty, mainly because you're more inclined. And I think for some people, it's become a habit to compare their misery to your own. And now it becomes a competition. Well, bro, that's nothing. I got divorced, I got this, I got that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, man. And then they start drinking, they start doing this. And suddenly their friendship is, even though they were previously considered to be casual acquaintances or casual friends, their friendship is now strengthened based off of how miserable they are, right? In comparison to one another. And that's not healthy entirely. Sure, is it normal in some instances? I think so, yes. Um, But I'll give you another example. If you see... A girl can go on Twitter right now and talk about, oh, I've just had my heart broken, and thousands of people, half of which will be simps and wolves in sheep clothing, and the other half of people who just want to give themselves the spotlight to be noticed and to make it seem like they're good because they actually have nothing else going on in their lives, right? Because they're actually pieces of shit. And it's always the people who don't know how to run their own lives that are always trying to give advice to others. So then you have – They're responding, oh, you deserve the best. And they're filling this person who just, who is going through some shit with shit that they want to hear, not with shit that they need to hear, right? And we've seen many examples of that on Twitter, especially. And social media is usually, is often more times than not the cesspool for that kind of behavior. So you're more inclined to kind of get a response from people when you're not doing well. But you can can come in and say, man, I had a great year. I did this, I did that, blah, 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 blah. You'll get some support. Right. And some praise and the fact that you're looking for praise is questionable as well, because it it goes to show that to some level of extent that you aren't happy that you actually have to spotlight yourself to the public and to the random public at that. And YouTubers tend to do this and content creators tend to do this because they have nothing going on in their personal lives. Right. So they do this and they look for some kind of praise right? And people are in the comments. Yeah, man, you have it all. I'm so happy for you. You have this and this and this. You reached all these subscribers. You did such and such. But then you find out more about that content creator, more about that person. And they have depression. Well, what the fuck are you so depressed about? You have a girlfriend. You have a wife. You have kids. You can afford to live in a house. You have people that love to watch your content and love to hear you talk. What are you depressed about? I just feel unhappy and unaccomplished. Again, and it goes to that it goes back to a lot of things that we've discussed over the course of this podcast so far, that people are just more inclined to, for some reason, for some reason, to just prefer to be in a bad place. So that way they have something to talk about, because when you're happy, you tend to need less people around you. Do you right? think it's
0: because a lot of people feel deprived uh, creatively?
1: No, I don't think so personally, because I don't feel deprived creatively. Okay. And that's from my experience, right? It could be some it could be the case for something for someone else, sure. Is it possible? Absolutely. I don't feel deprived creatively, right? I, I don't I don't think I I that's the thing. Like for example, and it's like you're a friend of mine, right? Of course. We're friends. But if I don't talk to you for a month, it's not going to be the end of the world, right? And it and it's no slight at you. It's not to suggest that you are nothing, that you are not a friend, right? Um, and it's not to suggest that that's the case, but the point is to kind of teach myself that as long as he's okay, I'm fine. I don't have to. Of talk course, to the no guy you you, you have you yeah. you have your own life yeah. to live, you know. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, he's okay. As long as he's healthy, he's fine. Like you know, and and if he has gone through something, I hope he gets through it. He's more than welcome to call me. Blah blah blah. blah. And just because you don't check up on me or I don't check up on you doesn't mean that I don't that we don't give a shit. Blah blah blah. You know, they're you're just living each other's lives. That's all. And it's not. And the fact that we can do that. And not be like, well, fuck you, asshole. I thought you were my friend. Thanks of for course, checking up of on course, me. Of when I made that tweet, when I tweeted out that uh, something happened. Yeah, you weren't you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Like, you have my number. You know what I'm saying? So they, it's good that we've established that, that kind of friendship. Of right? course, no, because so, you,
0: you've been there for me through some really, really dark times. and. I, I,
1: couldn't yeah, like I couldn't thank you I couldn't
0: thank you enough like, like you I, I don't just call you a friend like you're one of my best friends because I I was able to talk you taught me a lot you taught me more than I you 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 can actually even assume that you did because I, I've learned a lot you know from the context of who you were as a person and the context of your character um and I don't I, I don't need to see that based on like oh did you see this tweet that I made because I know you the person but I I guess the when, when looking back on what you just said about people's depression or people's Uh, lack of fulfillment do you think that it comes from because like you said you have a girlfriend a wife a kids a house you have you're making 10 20 30 40 50 thousand dollars a month like what else could it be is is it a sense of do you think maybe their mindset in, in in a way to where it's like okay well let's say i'm a content creator and i make 50 grand a month but i don't feel uh fulfilled because maybe creatively i don't want to do sad things but i want to go into different avenues and different lanes but i can't because i'm kind of pigeonholed. Do you think that's kind of the case? Or at least could be?
1: It could be. Okay. But it's not a but it's not a reason to stop making 50 grand a month. Okay. And it's not a reason and it's not a reason to lessen the responsibilities that you have, right? By trying to make it by trying to make your life easier when it inherently is. If you can comfortably pay your, pay your bills, if you can afford the things that you like to be able to afford, you know, and you can do it from within the, you know, the confines of your own home. That in itself is a privilege, right? Sure, there may be some cons to it. Like, oh, I wish I could go do this and I wish I could go do that. But the minute you start wishing for things that get in the way of things that you've wanted since you were a kid, or things that other people want that you have that they don't then you kind of start we get into the territory be careful what you wish for that is that's that's, that's how i see it at least right so so to take yourself uh, to to have yourself in a good position and then wish for everything literally everything or anything that would take you out of that comfortable and good position that you're in is absurd right so it's just a matter again i think people need to kind of develop themselves and work on themselves before they start trying to get their noses involved in other people's misery right and get in the way and and, and eventually in some cases get in the way of their happiness so you know uh, it's it's why i don't like really you know um putting myself out there really or asking for the opinions of others mainly because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about uh and i could also not know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? And that's totally fine. But at least I feel comfortable in my own skin. And I wouldn't change that for anything, you know? So again, obviously, you know, you've been there for me too. And um, yeah, I mean, you just got to learn from it. You just keep moving on, keep living your life. and And most importantly, another thing that I think we've established is that, you know, if I do something for you, it doesn't mean that you owe me something. Right. Yeah, a lot of people for do
0: me. that. Oof, a lot of people do that. Yeah, I did this for you, so you owe me. That's that's yeah, a horrible a mentality, of, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and a lot of social interactions mainly and uh, they happen and they're influenced based on convenience, right? You want to have people who are convenient for you around. And the minute they stem off and start to become and do things on their own, oh, he stabbed me in the back. Oh, we were friends, but he left me for this, or he did that, or she did this, or she did that. Absolutely. Fuck you. Absolutely. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And it's good that that happened to you now because that person is happy and you aren't, which means that something's wrong there with that scenario. And obviously there's a lot of different scenarios, right? But I think this year has brought that scenario out of a lot of people and especially, especially – when you look at it from a political standpoint, we look at it from a social interactive standpoint. It's, you know, I mean, I can't go out wearing a hat. If I'm wearing the wrong hat, I am now a villain, right? A target. Uh, I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's silly, you know. Um, so I don't know, man. This year, it's a mess. I think people are a mess, and it's good that it's happening because now I know who to stay away from personally. Absolutely, and 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 it, and it solidifies right and it makes me feel more comfortable about not wanting to get to know more other people because i'm totally fine i think the people who i who i need or at least the people who i want to have around me are around me yeah and the people and if there's any other people i would like to have around me but i can't i'm mature enough to accept it right because maybe them being around me would hinder the choices that they make right, right. and that might not be good for them therefore that's how i have to look at it you know Um, so there's a lot of things you know obviously there's a lot of variables a lot of a lot of scenarios that could play a factor here but if we're talking about it from a general perspective um, that's just how i feel about that
0: powerful before we close this this podcast off what do you uh what do you think we're in store for i think uh going into 2021 or at least wishful thinking like what do you think the end result of 2021 may be because it's interesting i've seen memes where uh, there was a surfer crashing in the water and there was a giant wave that said twenty twenty and then behind them it was a bigger wave saying twenty twenty one. I think I think psychologically we're not gonna recover for a long time because of the mental impact that staying away six feet and social distancing had created it. and you can't go to we can't go to you know bar louise in texas and just socialize with people anymore like like we did because me and you might but other people are going to want to do that but from a distance like oh hey and it's kind of not the same thing so I, I guess when looking at what 2021 could be like what do you, what do you expect that 2021 has in store for us do you think it's going to be a bigger shit whole year than we, what we had going on this year or do you think that maybe next year is going to be the beginning of something good to come, not just, you know, for yourself, but for everybody as a whole.
1: Honestly, all that depends on November. Ah, uh, okay. we are, are in the middle of an election cycle. You know, uh, the campaign trail is hot and,
0: and really spicy, really, really spicy right uh, now, especially with everything happening. So
1: yeah, it's sad. You know, it, it's sad that we can't be a country, um, uh, because some people just don't like the president, you know? Um, it's sad. You can't be friends because people don't like the president. Um and again, it brings out and it shows you the people that you shouldn't feel sorry for. You shouldn't feel sad if you're not friends with someone anymore over a political disagreement or over something silly, something trivial, right? If you guys can't enjoy the the bigger picture together, then it's best. You know, it's just better that way. Um then you should be it's just more of the picture for you to enjoy by yourself, right? And if you're just the type of person that wants to be able to enjoy it with others, then find other people to enjoy it with, Absolutely. right? But find good people to enjoy it with, you know, don't bring the same pieces of shit that you have around now. And I, I think that's like the biggest thing of this year is that people's ability to interact. I mean, you know, for the past few years, we've had issues with just men and women interacting, right? That's become, that's been a hot topic, right? Men and women cannot interact the same way because, you know, assault or because toxic masculinity Absolutely, or even yep. men, some men can't interact with each other anymore because some men have a backbone and some don't, you know, yep. women can't interact with each other anymore because well, half of them voted for Trump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and You're they, fake. And, she's and, fake. Yeah. It's and, and they
1: didn't, and they didn't vote for the person with the vagina. Uh, when for the last X amount of years, they've been talking about equality. So, you know, it's, it's been, a disaster of identity politics from inside the political sphere and outside the political sphere, even from people's own homes. Like I've seen some stuff on social media where you have like little girls or got or little young men or even grown adults, right? Talking about how I'm so mad at my mom and dad because they support Trump or they support this person or they're anti this and I'm pro this and I'm completely disowning I'm moving out because of this and it's just like imagine disown imagine and that that tells you and people like that in this era they get a lot of support right because uh, imagine what kind of a, of a shitty person you would have to be to disband yourself from your entire family tree from everything that has made you who you are right both good and bad right because of you want attention from the outside you want from attention. you want attention from people that don't matter right from people that have not done anything to help you get to where you are today right and again it just goes back to this hive mentality so this year 2020 probably going into 2021 we're going to see a lot more of hive mentality and it's a fucking joke and they're not bees if anything they're just a bunch of flies you know that stick to any shit that they can find and try to just gobble it up and they just assume that well you know, if you're my friend and I'm a fly flies stick together and we need to eat the same shit Absolute, and take the yeah, same shit. Very, very good and analogy. It's a, it's, a, it's a, fucking joke. So we're going to see more of that. I'd imagine. And I am okay. If I don't like it, but I'm also ultimately okay with it. Cause it has not affected me at all as yet to affect me. Um, and I hope that remains to be the case and hopefully for many of you as well.
0: Oh, of course. And the one thing I'm hoping for is, uh, January, 2021, we have Kamei Hopefully if that's still going to be a thing, I get to see you there. And, uh, bar louis on me we have to go back to that pizza spot too i i've been craving that ever since but um thank you so much emish for joining me thank you all so much for watching guys follow emish's youtube channel at emish's live twitter.com at emish's live you guys can also subscribe to me at unreal vlogs or twitter at unreal and gaming i want to thank you all so much for joining me emish thank you all thank you so much for just being here and uh we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys on the next episode of the unreal podcast take it easy guys have a great day peace